What does Colgate mean by live life to the brightest? Could it be a rich glass of red sipped inside a Parisian cafe on a snowy night when my gaze is met by a tall, mysterious... I mean, brushing is directed with Colgate Optic White Pro Series Toothpaste gives you a visibly whiter smile in just three days so you can live life to the brightest and finish that glass without worrying about teeth stains. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Hello and welcome to It's a Fandom Thing, where each week I'm joined by a panel of guests to discuss all things fandom from the female perspective. Everything from Star Wars, to The Office, to cosplay, to fanfic. It's all right here, so sit back and enjoy this week's episode. Hello and welcome to this special episode of It's a Fandom Thing. On this episode, we are going to have some fun and just discuss some of our favorite actors, actresses. Some of us might have a favorite director or writer, just people that um, either might be mentioned later on in the podcast or might not. Just, you know, some time to just gush over some of our personal favorites. And I'm very excited because we have a new panelist on too. So I'm really happy about that. So she'll be introducing herself here shortly. But before we get into talking about our favorites i want to just mention a few housekeeping notes number one we are taking listener support as i've mentioned before for as little as 99 cents a month to 9.99 a month you can follow the link in the show notes to listener support or go to our anchor page and click listener support there and as always from now until october 1st 100 of what we see from that and what we see from the revenue we're getting from the one ad we have will be going to various black lives matter organizations And on October 1st, once again, I'm going to do a Facebook Live just mentioning the charities that that we are going to be donating to just to make that transparent. And then after October 1st, we are still going to be donating a portion. I just need to work out how much and how that's going to work out. So just keep an eye out and a listen out for more information on that. Okay, so let's go around and have everybody introduce themselves and tell me one thing in pop culture that you're excited about right now. Start with you, the other Erin. Other Erin, that's me. <laughs> um, yes, I'm other Erin. I live in Denver. Um, something that I am excited about right now, um, I just discovered um, a new animated um, series, adult animated series, on sci-fi i believe it is it's called dallas and robo have you guys seen that yet i think it's brand new um there's only like three episodes out right now but it's it's hysterical it's got um kat dennings and john cena as the main um voice characters um and it's like ridiculous like in space she's a truck driver and he's her like robot sidekick i don't know it sounds ridiculous but it's really funny um so i've (laughs) I watched all three episodes and then I made my husband watch it again with me. So I've seen it twice and I love it. <laughs> yeah. I have not heard of that one at all. So yeah. Yeah. And when you said adult, I was like, does she mean adult adult or <laughs> right? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> not quite that adult. But hilarious adult humor adult. <laughs> okay, awesome. And then joining us for the first time, but she will be back again, uh, Melissa. Melissa, what's one thing you're into right now in pop culture? Um, I don't know. Right now, I've just been binging a lot of true crime stuff. So, like, <laughs> that's that's kind of my, like, obsession right now. Um, it was going to be, like, the Marvel movies that were coming out this year, but that's not happening now. So, 
kind of got to wait for next year to do that. But, um, yeah, anything Marvel, I mean, I tend to go back into a lot of old things that I used to like. So, like, Lord of the Rings, Hot Harry Potter, stuff like that. But, yeah, right now it's currently it's true crime stuff. Awesome. Yeah. And Melissa will be joining us on our two true crime episodes. And also joining us on those is our other panelist, Sasha. Yep. Um, So I may or may not, in the course of like two days, binged all of Cobra Kai. (laughs) Oh, yes. I started watching that too. On Netflix. So if you are remotely a Karate Kid fan, Ralph Macchio, anything, like... Cobra Kai was totally throwback 80s, my jam. We watched the whole thing, and I am here for Johnny, which I know sounds weird, but I just want him to, like, sort it out. Get it together, man. (laughs) So close. So Cobra Kai is, if you haven't done it, it's fantastic. Yeah, I think about half of my social media feed has been people talking about Cobra Kai. So, <laughs> so yeah, I know that that's a popular one that I should check out probably. And this is Aaron. And what I'm into is, I don't know if anybody watched the original, The Babysitter, the Netflix um, horror comedy that came out a few years ago with uh, Samara Weaving. That is a really, really good Really, really good movie. Really entertaining. Um, directed by Mick G, who I know nobody takes him seriously, but he also had a lot of involvement with Supernatural when it first began. So I mentioned that for our panelists. Um, but the sequel came out this past week called Babysitter, um, Killer Queen. And it is in my opinion, better than the first one. It is so entertaining and so funny. Yes, these movies are extremely bloody and gory, but in a way that's just over the top ridiculous. Um, And, you know, Rob Amell, who's Steve Amell's brother, I think he's the better Amell in my opinion. Uh, He's really funny in it as well. Um, The, the other actress in there, which I should have looked up her name before starting here, but she was also in the last season of you as the young girl that Joe tries to help. Um, And she's really good in it. And it's just really clever. Um, The parents are even really funny and it's just really well written. I think, I think the music is great. Um, It's a breeze. I actually watched it two days in a row (laughs) because I was so entertained by it. So I highly recommend that, especially if you're a fan of horror anyway, because it's, a really good spoof on some of the genre tropes in there too. So, you know, and it's a spoof on the whole satanic worship blood cult kind of things. It's it's a really, really good one. And it had a really good twist at the end that I didn't see coming. The first twist I saw coming, but the second one I didn't see coming. So once again, that's the babysitter and then the sequel, the babysitter killer queen on Netflix. Okay, so let's get into our topic and start talking about some of our personal favorites. We're going to start with actors and actresses. Um, we'll just we'll start actually with actors first. So, Aaron, who are a few of your favorite actors? And if you want to, you can mention some of their roles, too. So I think I'm going to stick to maybe possibly less popular. I'm not going to go with like the big, crazy people, but uh, my favorite um, actors. I think my favorite actor of all time is Zachary Levi. Um, so he was um, the title character in Chuck, um, which is one of my favorite shows of all time. I've seen it 
all the way through probably about five times at least select episodes 25 or 30 times um he was also i think most recently what made him really big is he was in shazam um but he's like one of those actors who's just in like everything um and somehow has managed to still not get super overwhelmed with fame and he seems like a really nice person in general i just like i don't know i love him so much um he was at denver uh pop culture con last year um and we got a picture with him all me and some of my friends dressed up um in chuck cosplay and got a picture with him and it was like the most amazing experience i look so awkward in the picture because i like couldn't talk i was so starstruck <laughs> but yes yeah. i love him that's a, um, that's a good one and we'll have to do a show on an episode on chuck sometime too i don't i think that's on my list but if it's not i'm adding it so i can chalk talk for days about chuck <laughs> i think all the actors in chuck are really great um i think adam baldwin also is another like unknown gem to the general public population i think um he was also in firefly um he's really great um, the duo of Jeffster is also just priceless. So, okay, I'll stop talking about Chuck. <laughs> Melissa's turn. <laughs> Melissa, who's one of your favorite actors? I think my, I have like probably a tie for the top spot, but I think my all-time favorite is Ewan McGregor. Um, he's been in a bunch of stuff. I actually, one of my friends, she runs like a a Facebook group for Ira McGregor and they do a whole bunch of screenings and all these like trivia and stuff. So I kind of like been delving more into that because I didn't know that there was like a whole, like a whole like fandom, I guess was like him because I would just thought I was like, Oh, I just, I'm the only one who likes this actor, but it's like been really cool to find out that like, I'm not alone in that, but I, that there's like a whole other like world where I can talk about him and like, fangirl and be like all crazy about him but yeah I definitely think he's like a really great actor and he's been in so many different types of roles that like it's really cool so yeah I think he's got to be my all-time favorite yeah he's he's great he's wonderful he's he's really awesome and I think a lot of times he kind of gets overlooked as far as in the critical acclaim circuit. I don't think that was true when he first came out, but I, then I think that kind of happened over time. Like I think his performance in Dr. Sleep most recently was so good. And his performance in the movie beginners, if you have not seen the movie beginners, Oh my gosh, I was, I was so in love with that movie. That movie is so beautiful and he's so beautiful in that movie. And I I just, I, I just, want to cry thinking about that movie because it's just such a great one so yeah definitely check that out and he was so good so good in that one yeah that's a great one and then Sasha um so first of all uh for our other Aaron uh I'm gonna apologize in advance I've never seen Chuck (gasps) we can't be friends anymore (laughs) I was afraid you were gonna say that so um I'm gonna have to find a way to see it I've never seen it but I do I did enjoy him in uh shazam like i like that actor so i'm i'm in but i've never seen chuck so i was afraid that you would ban me do it i think it's on it's on something amazon prime i think it's on okay so i'll have to look into that um and then my if anybody knows me like in the slightest or has you know 
ever come in contact with me for more than five minutes, <laughs> you know that I have an unhealthy obsession dying love for Jason Momoa that is just unexplainable. Uh, is he a great actor? No, probably not. <laughs> like, I'm not going to lie to you and say he's phenomenal and does stellar stuff, but it's he's, I think, and we had this conversation before where he, I like him as a person. Like, I actually think I enjoy him on, you know, Instagram and other social medias more than his acting. Like, just seeing him interact with his family, with his wife, with his kids, and doing other things that aren't big movies, I I just adore that man. And it's it's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's a problem. <laughs> it is it's a problem. It's uh, terrible, but I will embrace it for now. So he is he is my current like my jam right now. So <laughs> well yeah. the person I'm gonna mention is probably one that everybody thinks I'm not going to mention is not one they would think because I know everybody's going to think a couple of names, but I'm actually going to shout out somebody that is, I think lesser known, but everybody's seen him in things and that's Peter Sarsgaard. Um, and I'm, I'm a huge indie film geek. So that's one of the reasons I love him. I think he really took people took notice of him in the small movie shattered glass, which if you haven't seen that movie, see it. Um, it's a really, really good movie about a journalist that basically scammed a, b- a bunch of people for years with fake stories. He doesn't play that journalist. He plays um, an editor that basically uncovers that this journalist was doing this. Um, it's a really, really good movie. He's also really, really good in the film Jarhead, which stars one of my other favorites, Jake Gyllenhaal. And I think he gives an outstanding performance in that. He's really good in Garden State. He gives probably one of the best television performances I have ever seen in the movie The Killing. I mean, the movie, the show The Killing. Um, and he was in one of the, the series playing a guy um, who is in prison. And he's just he's just so heartbreaking and beautiful and lovely in that. And I just – what I love about Peter Sarsgaard is – what I look for in an actor and what really, really captures me is an actor that's not over the top necessarily, unless they have to be, unless the role calls for it. Someone who's just so natural that you can't tell they're acting. And that's why sometimes those actors can be overlooked because people just don't see it as showy. They're not being showy. They're not being over the top. They're just being. They're being in the moment. You can see the character in their eyes and their movements and their body and the way they're holding themselves, everything. Um, and that's he's one of the actors uh, for me that is like that. And, and and he's in a lot of small movies, but he's also been in bigger ones as well. Um, you know, he was in um, like Green Lantern, which I know is a horrible movie, but he was in that one as well. Um, he's also going to be in, um, the Batman. Um, and he also is known for being married to Jake Gyllenhaal's sister, Maggie Gyllenhaal. So that's another reason that he's known. So he's just someone who kind of is under, um, the radar in a way, but I know you've seen him in things cause he's been in big movies as well as little tiny ones. Um, 
So yeah, so definitely check out some of his smaller ones. Like I said, Shattered Glass is one that I think everybody should check out. He was also in Garden State, which I know has a lot of mixed feelings on it. But as I've mentioned on a sh- on a previous episode, that movie holds a special place in my heart. Um, and if you need another reason to watch Shattered Glass, for Star Wars fans out there, Hayden Christensen is the star in it. Um, so yeah, and Chloe Sevigny is also in it. So that's, that's a really, really good one. So that's one of my favorites. Um, and then I want to continue. We only mentioned one. If there are any other favorite actors or actresses you want to call out, Erin? Um, yeah, I, I kind of made a list, which now I realize yeah. is like a little creepy. Um, no, it's not. <laughs> favorite people. Um, I think also some like of my favorite underrated people, uh, Mark Shepard, who is probably most famously on Supernatural. Um, he's also one of those guys that's like, he's in everything. He's in like one episode of every show I've ever seen. Um, but I think he's a really great actor and a great human being. And I feel like he deserves his own show for something. I would watch him do anything. Um, also, um, Vic Sahai, he's also from Chuck and he's done a lot of indie stuff. Um, he's also a really great um, human being in general, and he's really great. He has an amazing social media, um, and he's really good with like engaging with the fans, which I really appreciate. And he seems like a, a really genuinely good person and a pretty good actor, too. Um, David Tennant is really a big, huge actor, um, but I think he's also one of my uh, top favorites, not just for Doctor Who, but in general. Um he was great in Broadchurch. He's got a really fantastic podcast too. If you guys haven't um, heard that, it's called David. David Tennant does a podcast with, and then his guest. But um, he's very, very good at that as well. Very entertaining. I don't think there's anything that he could ever do wrong as well. And um, him and his wife are just like the most amazing couple. I think I'll stop there. <laughs> No, that's that's great. Thank you. Do you have any more on your list of favorite actors, Sasha? Um, oh, I'm sorry. I meant to go to you, Melissa. I'm sorry. That oh, happens yeah. to me sometimes. I skip over. Sorry. Sorry. Melissa, do you have any other favorites? Okay. On I'm sorry. <laughs> no problem. Um, well, anybody who knows me knows that I love Rob Benedict. So if I didn't mention Rob <laughs> Benedict, then like, I think I would be disowned by a lot of people. Um <laughs> So, yeah, I think definitely Rob, because I think he's actually probably one of the better actors I've had on the on Supernatural. And he's also done a whole bunch of other, like, smaller projects that I think he's also really good in. I just think, like, he really is great at getting into character. And I always thought, like, he's really good. It's, like, it's in his eyes. Like, you can tell, like, he's got into character by his eyes because they tell like it's like he's very expressive with his like with his face especially his eyes so you can really see the change in him in person like not in person but in his like expressions um then meeting him in person obviously changed my perspective of him too he's just like a really awesome person to like speak to and be like you know in the conversation with and um he also has a band which and he's a singer so that doesn't like <laughs> that doesn't hurt either so i just think he's really really talented and he really takes pride in his work so i think that what that that's what like really draws me to him 
Yeah, I love. I still always love him in Felicity. Always yeah. have a soft spot for him in Felicity. Yeah, I always, I just always wanted to give him a hug. <laughs> His character a hug because even though he could be obnoxious, his character, he was just so wanting love and just you know I just wanted him to have that. So yeah, that's that's a good one. And we're going to be talking about Felicity next year. So if you want to be on that one, Melissa, you can geek about him there too. I don't know if you like him in that one, but yeah, of course I do. (laughs) And he's so um, at least he strikes me as a genuinely good human being too. He's so down to earth and grounded and he's just, yeah, he's like a, a a teddy bear, but I mean that in a really nice (laughs) way, but yeah. Yeah. He definitely is a very amazing person. He's definitely a very genuine person. That's for sure. And then Sasha, did you have any you want to add? Anyone you want to add? Um, I don't really have anyone, but I do want to uh, acknowledge and second the Mark Shepard comments. Um, he has been in everything. Like he <laughs> just shows up everywhere. Um, and I do agree that he doesn't get enough recognition. Um, He's in Chuck, Sasha. So there you go. Oh, man. Ah. All right. I have a new... I, I, will, I will take care of this for you. <laughs> I will take care of this because apparently I have to. Um, yeah. So, but I do agree with him. Um, I've got... There was another actor, like, when this came this topic came up that popped into my head, but it's really only two movies that I can think of. I know he's been in other stuff, but I'm going to go back to uh, the late eighties. Um, and there was the lost boys, the vampire movie. There's an uh-huh. actor, Billy worth. He was the dark haired one kind of uh, okay. very rock star like. Yeah. Um, and then the year after that, there was a movie called war party that I don't, I feel like I'm the only human on the planet that has ever heard of this movie. (laughs) Um, Because I bring it up to people and they're like, what are you talking about? Uh, And he is in that as well. Uh, And his character is that it's basically um, they're on a reservation and they're doing like a reenactment of some massacre that happened. um, And then somebody actually gets killed. And so it just kind of spawns this whole thing there um, with, like, who gets involved? Is it, you know, the tribal police? Is it the state and they, these kids? It's just a whole big train wreck of a thing. And it um, it's a really neat story. So if you've never seen it, if you can find it anywhere, uh, it's called War Party. But Billy Worth is the other actor that came up for me. And now that I mention him and think of Jason Momoa, apparently I have a type, which is long, dark hair. It's fine. <laughs> We're moving on. <laughs> when you said Lost Boys, I thought you were going to mention Jason Patrick because that's one that's been on my my list for for years. I I love Jason Patrick. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's who I thought you were going to mention. <laughs> no, he's phenomenal too. But I was going with like lesser known kind of character. Yeah. No. He. Yeah. He is le- lesser known. Billy Worth is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I have, I mean, I could seriously sit here for like an hour listing actors, but I will try not to do that because it'll just bore everybody. So I'm just going to list a few. Um, I want to mention Joel Edgerton, who is not only a gifted actor, but a very, very talented director. If you have not seen the movie The Gift, 
please, please watch that. Um, it's with Jason Bateman, Rebecca Hall, and Joel Edgerton. And Joel Edgerton also wrote it and directed it. And it's just a very, very intense drama, mystery, thriller. Um, and I highly recommend that one. It was, I guess you can rent it on Prime Video. It was streaming on Netflix for a while, but I don't think it's there anymore. But if it is still there, I highly recommend that one. Um, another movie of his that I'm going to recommend, and I've recommended this one before because um, it also has one of my other favorites that I've mentioned a billion times on here, Kel- Kelvin Harrison Jr., and it's called It Comes at Night, and it's a really different take on the apocalyptic um, virus has taken over and destroyed the world, which I know we're kind of living in our own pandemic right now. So people don't always want to watch those or sometimes they do, but that one is still on Netflix and I highly recommend that. Um, Joel Edgerton is another one of those like Peter Sarsgaard where he's this quiet presence. He's not too showy or over the top. Usually Um, he's definitely kind of a character actor um he's just he's just very interesting to watch i think um and you know he i don't always I, you know he even though he is a talented director i will admit i wasn't as much of a fan of um his movie boy erased that he did just because i don't think he delved too as deeply as he should have in that but he was still good in it he acted in that one as well but he's one i recommend um, and I have to just briefly, just because it's me, I'll just shout out George Clooney because if I don't, then people will think I'm crazy. Um, and I'll just, with George Clooney, I'll just shout out one movie of his that doesn't get, uh, nearly enough attention. That's the American. And I think he's just absolutely outstanding in that movie. And I wish that got more attention, um, than it does. Um, and then I will mention because he's my all time favorite actor and I don't really talk about him much on here. Surprisingly, Jeff Bridges. I love Jeff Bridges. So, 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 so much. And he's also one of those. That's just like the coolest, most laid back dude ever. And the movie that I want to shout out for him is a movie called fearless where he survives a plane crash and I'm afraid of flying and it has one of the freakiest plane crash scenes ever in a movie, but he's just really, really good in that one. So I shout out that one and the fabulous Baker boys. Um, and then I know I will wrap up here. I promise. Um, and then I want to mention, um, I was going to mention Jason Patrick and I'll quick quickly with Jason Patrick, just mention his performance in rush where he should have been nominated for an Academy award. Um, so that's the only one that I'll mention for him right now. Um, but I do want to also give a shout out to Colin Farrell because I think Colin Farrell to me is one of those that he should be, I don't know, this multi-award winning actor. He should get more attention for some reason. He kind of, he's there, but he kind of hasn't, I don't know, crossed the stratosphere, which I know some people may think that's weird, but honestly, he's he's made more I think he's made a lot of movies that actually have bombed than the opposite but he's a really really good actor um I think you can really see that I've talked about this movie before but I really want to mention it again because I think he gives one of the best performances ever in this movie called a home at the end of the world so I really really highly recommend that one um, yeah, and like I said, I could keep going on and on and on. Once again, I have to shout out Kelvin Harrison Jr. because his movies are streaming right now. Please see Luce. Oh, yeah, so I will stop there. Um, so let's get into actresses. Erin, are there any actresses you want to give a shout out to? 
Um, yeah, sure. And you know what? It's um, funny you mentioned Jeff Bridges because I love him so much. And he reminds me of my dad. Like, if there was a movie about my dad, it would be played by Jeff Bridges. <laughs> I don't know why, but he just seems so, like, super sweet. Like, you want him to be your dad, but he is my dad. Um, and my dad is kind of just like the Big Lebowski, so... That's awesome. Maybe that's it. <laughs> but no, I, every time I see him, it makes me think of my dad for some reason. <laughs> that's awesome. awesome. Okay. Well, Actors. Sorry. Moving on. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, one, one of my favorites is Felicia Day. Um, a lot of my things are coming back to Supernatural. I guess that's why we're all friends. But um, <laughs> I think she is really great. She's another one that she's been in a lot of things. Um, she's been in a lot of um, various sci-fi shows and movies. Um, I think she's a really great actress. I think she's a great person. Um, she's a really great businesswoman. Um, she founded uh, Geek and Sundry as well. Um, I don't know if she's involved in that. I know it got sold um, a couple of years ago, but um, she's just, I don't know. I, I'll watch her in anything. She's been in some pretty cheesy sci-fi movies and I don't even care. Um, I think she's really great. Um, yeah, I think she's probably my favorite. Awesome. And then do you have anyone you want to give a shout out to Melissa? Yeah. So we'll, let's say Sandra Bullock and Scarlett Johansson are my top two probably. Um, Sandra Bullock, I don't, she's been in, like, I don't know, I feel like she's been in, like, everything that you could possibly think of, like, every genre that you can think of. Um, most recently, I've, like, been obsessed with Ocean's 8. I didn't see any of the other movies, but I'm just, like, obsessed with Ocean's 8 because it's, like, women. But, <laughs> like, I probably should see the other movies, so I have, like, context of other things, but I'm so obsessed with Ocean's 8. I don't know. I, I can't describe <laughs> it, but, um, yeah, they make me want to like go and like make a jewelry heist or something, but <laughs> like, I'm so, I don't have any of those skills at all. So I would totally be lost, but it makes me want to like do it. Um, and Skylar Johansson, obviously she's black widow and like been in a whole bunch of other stuff and, I don't know. I just, she's been one of my favorite actresses for a very long time. So I kind of been like following her for a while. Same with Sandra Bullock too. Um, so they're both probably my, like, I don't know. I say one and two, but really it's like they're tied for number one. Well, you, you have to see Ocean's Eleven because I think the other two aren't very good, the sequels, but you have to see Ocean's Eleven because I mean, George Clooney. Sorry. Clooney. I have to. <laughs> It's me if there's something involving George Clooney. But yeah, I think Sandra Bullock, she um she was one of mine when I was when she she first came out. I was in high school with Speed when she first became big with Speed. And I just like fell in love with her. I mean, I loved watching her and I think a movie that she's really really good in is 28 Days where she checks into rehab. She's so good in that movie. I love yeah, that. Yeah, she movie. Yeah. Yeah, so I think sometimes I think she wasn't taken as seriously for a while there, but um, yeah, she's great and she's in one of the best romantic comedies ever. While you were sleeping, I mean, yes, there are problems, of course, with that one. 
which we talked about before, but I sure we'll be mentioning that in our romantic comedies episode in December, but yeah, she's, she's great. Yeah. And then Sasha, do you have any actresses you want to call out? Um, I don't really have any favorites that I'm like super fan of, but I do want to give some recognition to uh, Michelle Rodriguez, who has been in all the fast and the furious. Um, She was in avatar just and I, as soon as I said her name again, it's another dark hair. I've I've got a theme going, folks. Um, but she really embodies that, like, you can be strong, like a strong female character. And she, it's not all about the pretty face. Like, she's pretty badass in the roles that she's played. Um, so I just wanted to mention her. But as far as, like, top favorites, I don't really have... A list of them. I guess my brain doesn't rank people that way. <laughs> Whatever. Well, that's, it's fine. <laughs> that's fine. You gave a shout out to someone. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you know what I've found when I was like, you know, going through my list of favorites and it's just an interesting phenomenon. I would have so many more men I was thinking of than I would think of women. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of sad in a way because it's like, okay, why am I not thinking as, of, of as many female characters, you know, it's, it's, it's a really interesting thing, um, or actors, sorry. Um, but I'll give a shout out to, uh, we'll start with one and then I'll go around and see if anyone wants to give any other shout outs, but I'll, sh- or I'll start with two. Sorry. I'm going to start with Gabrielle union, um, who doesn't get enough attention. She gets a lot of attention on social media lately because she's such an amazing, awesome human being, but I want to give her a shout out for a movie that she's in. And I know on last week's, me too episode i i mentioned how my love for jeremy renner has gone bye-bye um but there's this movie called neo ned and it's with jeremy renner and gabrielle union and i know the concept will probably turn a lot of people off and i totally understand but it's a really interesting romance um and it's all about this guy ned who um ended up in a mental institution because he basically um, he's, he's a neo Nazi, but he really is a neo Nazi because he um, it's just, it's just, you have to watch the movie. So, and he falls for um, this young black woman played by Gabrielle union, who says that she is Adolf Hitler. I know that sounds absolutely disgusting and uh, bizarre but it really is actually a really really good movie and she is really really good in it and I don't want to give too much away because it's it's really about less about what that plot is and more about two lost people who've sort of been thrown out like trash who ended up in um, institutions who you know, just, just need love, who just want love and belonging and them finding each other. And it's just a really, really good movie. Um, and like I said last week, you know, Jeremy Renner used to be my second favorite actor. Um, so this was always one of my favorite movies of his. It's one that hardly anybody in the world has seen. <laughs> um, but I, I highly recommend it, um, especially for Gabrielle Union's performance. She's really, really good in it. Um, and another actress I want to give a shout out to 
um, is an actress, and I'm going to be mentioning a little bit more about one of the movies she was in, or a couple of them. But Melora Walters, who probably a lot of people don't know that name, but they would know her. She's been in a ton, a ton of movies. But she's really known for the fact that she's a really she was a go-to actress for Paul Thomas Anderson's early work, like Magnolia, Boogie Nights. She has uh, one of my favorite. In, she's in one of my favorite endings to any movie ever, which is the last scene of Magnolia. She's just a really, really interesting actress to watch. She's very vulnerable. Um, to me, and I know this is going to sound weird, but it almost seems like sometimes you're watching her and you're watching this person who is in complete and utter pain underneath everything. And you just want to patch her up like she's got wounds. Um, so she's one of those that to me, she has no wall up and she's just completely and totally vulnerable. Um, so I just want to give a shout out to her because I know a lot of people probably don't know her by name, but she's really good, especially her performance in Magnolia. She's absolutely fantastic. So well, I'm going to go around quickly before we take a quick break and just see if there are any other actresses anyone wants to give a quick shout out to. Erin, um, do you have any other actresses that you want to give a quick shout out to? Um, yeah, there's a couple um, that are my special favorites. Um, I really love Brie Larson. I think she's great as Captain Marvel, but also all of the other um, probably maybe lesser known films that she's done. Um, she got a lot of acclaim for Room. Um, again, I, I think it's a common theme with all of us of people that are also just nice people in general. And she seems like a really great person. Um, Kristen Ritter is another one of my favorites. Um, most famously Jessica Jones, I guess. Um, she's been in stuff for a long time too. Um, and she was, um, God, she's been in all kinds of stuff. Don't trust the bee in apartment 23 is like one of my favorite shows, of all time. I mean, after watching that, I'm like, how does, why is not the whole world obsessed with this girl? But um, I kind of like it. And she's also, um, she's a crafter. She's like a really big knitter and she actually has her own knitting patterns and stuff now. Um, I don't myself knit. I don't enjoy it. Um, I don't have the patience for it, but I do other crafts. I sew and things like that. Um, and so that kind of like holds a special place in my heart that she's like this big famous person and she still like knits scarves for her friends. It's <laughs> the greatest thing ever i love her um also kat dennings like i mentioned at the beginning she's in that uh new series but i think she's another like um under uh under recognized actress um i discovered her nick and nora's nick and nora's infinite playlist yeah <laughs> i can't say it <laughs> um, a long time ago and again she was another one that was just like, she was really amazing in that and then kind of um, never got as big as I hope she did, but I think that's okay. She can be like my special, special secret favorite. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good one. And um, for Brie Larson, I think the movie short term 12 is mm -hmm. a really, really, that's a really hard movie to watch, but that's, that's, that's a really good one too. Yeah. Yeah. And don't trust the bee was such an apartment. Oh my God. That was such a good show. I was so, so mad. It didn't get so great. James Vanderbeek playing himself. Oh my God. He oh was my God. so good. He was so good. So yeah. That was the show that made me go, okay, so I can't, so I'm not annoyed by James Vanderbeek anymore because I hated it. I hate the character of Dawson. And right. So <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. That show is so good. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Melissa, do you have any others you want to give a quick shout out to? 
um, let's see, Amanda Seyfried. I don't know how to pronounce her last name, but she's really great. And I love following her social media. She just, like, posts random stuff. I don't know. Um, I don't know. It's just really cool to see them, like, posting, like, normal stuff that we post, too. Like, pictures of their kids, pictures of what they're eating, like, pictures of their dog. It's just, I don't know. It's cool. I don't know. That's just, like, a personal side note. But, and then I also have, like, a bunch of actresses that... I like for specific roles like I don't know it's coming up on Halloween season so like Kathy and Jimmy for in Hocus Pocus she was like amazing I love that character she's just really funny um yeah there's just like a whole bunch I don't know those are the two specific ones that popped into my head as we were talking but awesome those are some good ones yeah yeah she's Amanda Seyfried's really good I think I don't know how to pronounce her last name either <laughs> I think that's how you pronounce it though i think you pronounced it right yeah yeah that's a good one and sasha do you have anyone you want to give a quick shout out to um no not that i can think of and like you it <laughs> it's so much easier to come up with like the male mm-hmm. actors and i even did it with the directors you know and i'm even looking at the movies for the directors and it's like oh yeah it's all like male dominated kind mm-hmm. of things so um yeah, I can't I can't think of anything right now. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. It's it's kind of a it's kind of eye opening <laughs> you know, when you really really think about it. Yeah. And and also the same with the with women directors and, and screenwriters, the same thing can be said too. Um, I just have a couple that I'm gonna give a shout out to. First, Lily Taylor, who is one of my absolute all time favorite actresses, and I was lucky enough to meet her at the Denver Film Festival. And she is, her and Scott Kahn, which I've met both of them, are the two nicest actors I have ever met in my life. And she's just so sweet. And she's really shy and quiet. And, you know, I told her that she was one of my idols. And she was completely shocked. Um, And she's she's just such a great, great actress. She's probably best known, of course, for her role in Say Anything, you know, when she's always singing about Joel. Um, But she's just a really, really good actress. And um, I I think she's another one that gets that vulnerability down, just like Melora Walters. She's just really good at that. And I just wish she got more attention. I think um, she kind of flies under the radar all the time, even though she has been around for ever, of course. Um, And then another one I want to give a quick shout out uh, to is Allison Tolman who has been in tons of movies. She was in a movie I mentioned earlier, The Gift. Um, She's also in tons of TV shows. She was in a TV show called Downward Dog that I wish people had given a chance because it was one of the best television shows ever, and it only lasted one season. And I know the plot sounded ridiculous to people because it was a talking dog, but people didn't see the dog talk. Um, It was done in such a real way. And if you're a dog person, an animal person, it was just so true to life. And it was just such a good show. And I was so bummed when that got canceled. But she's just a really, really sweet actress to watch. And I don't know if sweet's the right word, but she's just one of those you just kind of want to just get cozy and watch one of her (laughs) shows or movies, even if it's a darker movie or darker show. But I, I I really like her. Yeah. She was good in the first um, season of castle rock too. So she's, she's a really good one. And there are a few others that I could shout out to, but 
Yeah, I just want to mention that again, how shocking it is. And I think it just speaks as a whole to how we are as a society and how we approach entertainment is how my list of actors could be pages and pages and my list of actresses is like one page. And, you know, that's, it's just kind of sad. So I just want to mention that again because it's just, it's just sad to me. Okay, but we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, uh, we're going to talk about some favorite directors, if we have any favorite directors or writers, uh, even if they're uh, novelists as well. We can mention that as well. So we'll be back in just a second. Okay, and we're back. So I want to switch over now to people behind the scenes, um, to directors and screenwriters, and then also novelists as well. We can get into that, too, if anyone has any they want to give a shout-out to. So let's first start with directors. Um, Aaron, do you have any directors that you want to give a shout-out to? It's fine if you don't. But... Well, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't really pay attention I guess so much to directors <laughs> which I feel bad about now I'm gonna start don't feel bad <laughs> <laughs> um I think every time I thought I had thought of one um they weren't a director they were like a producer or something um so I don't know <laughs> if that counts or if I should just skip um I do have uh, can I have a special mention yeah, go it's for, yeah. sort of like a director, but I think um, a composer. Yeah, one of my favorite um, composers that's done so much stuff is Bear McCreary. Um, he's done music for so many amazing shows and movies. Um, probably most famously, Battlestar Galactica. He does Outlander. I think he did The Walking Dead. Um, some of my favorite shows, um, Agents of Shield. He did the music for um, all pretty much look at his list of anything he's done. And it's an amazing show and you should watch it. Um, but I think um, I can just listen to his channel on Spotify. And I think it's just everything is great. And it reminds me of like my favorite shows and my favorite movies. And it makes me happy. Um, along that same lines, he works with Ronald D. Moore a lot, which I think is he's a really great producer for a lot of great shows that. I like as well. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good one is to shout out, you know, composers too, because I don't think anybody, a lot of people don't think about that. And music really can enhance things, you know, a lot, a lot. So. Yeah. I pay you. attention. I really enjoy the music, um, the soundtrack to a lot of things. You just, you know, the subtle, background music that whole makes the whole scene um i really appreciate that kind of stuff um especially the composer for doctor who murray gold um who left the series like two seasons ago i think um but that soundtrack of doctor who seasons like one through eight is just amazing um incredible um, and he did a panel at gallifrey one a couple years ago when where he announced that he was leaving the show and it was just so amazing um to hear how his brain works and how he in his mind had created a soundtrack for each character and just the back end of it was really fascinating great well thank you so much for mentioning that um and melissa do you have if you don't have any directors that's fine but if you have anybody else that might be behind the scenes that you want to give a shout out to uh i I did when when uh, she mentioned composers, I had to mention Howard Shore because he's done a lot. And especially for Lord of the Rings, I think I was just thinking about Peter Jackson and how he like 
did an amazing job on that movie. And I don't know, I just tried to go to things that I liked, but definitely the soundtrack for Lord of the Rings is probably one of my favorite of, like, everything. So <laughs> I had to just mention Howard Shore because I thought he did, like, an amazing job with that movie. Yeah, that's a good one, too. Yeah. And then Sasha? All right, so much like everything else, I went, okay, let's see, what are some movies that are near and dear to me, and let's see who directed them? So I worked backwards. So I have three of them to name, and again, if you have interacted with me for more than five minutes, none of this is going to surprise you. So basically, uh, all John Hughes movies, so John Hughes pretty much narrated my entire youth, you know, Breakfast Club, Sixteen Candles, uh, Weird Science, the great outdoors, Uncle Buck, like the home alone, everything. So John Hughes was definitely one of the big ones that came up initially. And I was like, well, I should probably find an extra one just in case somebody else claims him. Um, and then, you know, we are getting into spooky season. So I, Wes Craven, um, you know, all the, the nightmare series, the scream series, which I love uh, serpent, I didn't realize that he directed Serpent and the Rainbow, which I saw when I was about mm, 13 or 14. At that young age, you should not see that movie. It is wow. Um, but I, when I was looking him up, I realized that. And then the final one I'm going to mention is uh, David Fincher uh, because of Seven, Zodiac, Fight Club, uh, kind of those grittier movies. Uh, so those were the three directors. And again, all men, mm-hmm. I even, but to be fair, I even did like an IMDB female directors to see if there were any that I was like, oh yeah, really love that. And there weren't movies that I was like, oh yeah, definitely that. Um, and I, f- I feel like I'm doing a disservice to women directors, but those are the three that definitely they have the movies of my heart. So Mm -hmm. those guys. Yeah. Those are, those are good ones. And yeah. Yeah. Really good ones. Um, And for Wes Craven, I'll just say quickly, because I have another horror icon director that I'll, I'm going to give a shout out to, but for Wes Craven, last last house on the left is one of those movies that I never, ever want to watch again, but Mm -hmm. it was so well done. And yeah, he, he was a, he was a genius and he was such a good person. He was such a good person. If you watch interviews with him and he what didn't set out to be a horror filmmaker either. This wasn't something he set out to do. Um, it just happened. And he's just a really good, he was just a really good person. It's just really sad that we don't have him around anymore. So yeah. 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 And, you know, mine are also going to be three men. I'm going to talk about three directors and they're men. And I know it's it's horrible. <laughs> um, but I'm going to start with my favorite, all-time favorite writer and director. So he's my idol. I analyzed his script from he directed my all-time favorite movie, Magnolia. And that's Paul Thomas Anderson. And he's also directed tons of music videos, too. Um, he also... Worked a little bit on Saturday Night Live, where he met his wife, Maya Rudolph, and who's also a great, wonderful actress. Um, he's just, especially Boogie Nights and Magnolia, I would say, are my two favorites of his. 
Um, his first movie, Hard Eight, was really good, but um, that was a movie that he learned on where the studio got control and cut a lot of his movie, rearranged a lot of his movie, and from then on he was like, nope, I'm going to have a lot more control. And he's, of course, done um, There Will Be Blood, um, Phantom Thread, which Daniel Day-Lewis said was his last film role ever. We'll see. He's currently working on a project that sounds like it's a lot more back to Boogie Nights and Magnolia territory for him. Um, it's untitled right now, so not much is known about that, but I'm excited for that. Um, and for me, Magnolia, I know a lot of people, you know, are mixed on that movie, but it's just, I don't know how to explain my love for that movie. Um, it's very cathartic. It's all these different stories interweaving together, um, like a lot of his movies, his early movies did. Um, and I think Tom Cruise should have won the Oscar for his performance. He's absolutely incredible. Um, if you have any dad issues or parent issues, his scene at the bedside of his dying father, which that's not really much of a spoiler is just absolutely beautiful and heartbreaking. And he has, you know, the line, I, I hate you. Don't go. I hate you. Don't go. And the way he does it is so beautiful. Um, and yeah, I mean, Tom Cruise, whatever you think of him off screen, like I have issues with him off screen. I think he's actually a really, really talented actor. Um, he's really good in that Philip Seymour Hoffman, of course, John C. Riley, who is just, amazing um Melora Walters who I already mentioned I mean you've just got incredible incredible Julianne Moore I mean all these incredible people um and he works with a lot of the same people in Boogie Nights um Don Cheadle is really great in that um Mark Wahlberg is really actually really incredible in that um you've got all, all these just he's just gets these incredible performances from his actors um, and he really, I think he has a respect for his actors, um, that I don't think you, you can always see. And I, and I hope it's true. That's the way it seems reflected back to you is that he really respects the craft, um, his screenplay, you know, having analyzed the screenplay for Magnolia, his writing is just perfect. I think, um, I think he has great dialogue, great natural dialogue. He also has some comedic beats that are built into almost all of his movies um you know and then he'll do odd things like punch drunk love which adam sandler is really incredible in that one um inherent vice which i'm very mixed on so i can admit that he doesn't always do the best things um <laughs> you know he does he does have some but he haven't been the best uh but he's just i don't i, don't, I just i'm not explaining i think in the how much I love him and how great I think he is and how talented he is. Um, and he just captures true human strife and emotion and how we're always struggling to find love. I think that's really what a lot of his films are about is that struggle to find love and acceptance. And especially for people, if you ever feel kind of outside of it, especially when he tackled Boogie Nights, which is all about the adult film industry and you know how much suffering and losses in there and how lost people can be and how they kind of find this family in this world that may not be accepted um yeah i just i just think that's that's what he talks about i mean when he did the master which was basically his take on scientology without outright saying that because he would have been sued of course um 
you know, that that's what the master is really about is Joaquin Phoenix's character trying to find his place and then finding this charismatic leader played by the late great Philip Seymour Hoffman. Um, you know, it's that's what his movies are about is finding love and trying to find love, trying to find acceptance, trying to find your place in this world. And that's why I love him so much. And he's just a really cool guy, too. And he's married to one of the best women in the world. And, you know, so I just I just really I just adore him. So that was part of the reason I I will be honest. That's the reason I put the director's writers there so that I could talk about Paul Thomas Anderson for a minute because I don't get to talk about him enough. Um, And then I also want to talk about Barry Jenkins, who is a little bit of a, a newer writer director on the scene. But he did, of course, the beautiful Moonlight. Um, and he's a writer director as well. Um, and then he did If Beale Street Could Talk, which is on Hulu. You can stream that one. I think Moonlight is still on Netflix and both are beautiful. Um, he's another one that uh, it captures the human spirit and, and does these quieter stories. They're not as loud and bombastic. And those are the stories that I love a lot. Um, and he's just, he's a a, a beautiful person too. He's just a beautiful, beautiful human being. Um, so if you haven't watched If Beale Street Could Talk, what a luscious movie to watch. It's also a very heartbreaking story, but I, I really, really recommend that one. Um, so he's he's a great one. And then I'm going to give a horror film shout out to John Carpenter because I've mentioned him before that he's one of those that he just doesn't give a crap. <laughs> just one of those I think will be smoking until the day he dies he's just and I'm not saying that you should smoke at all I quit years ago so but I'm just saying he's got this like doesn't give a a crap about this world this Hollywood world attitude and he's also a really good composer too Um, and Halloween is my all-time favorite horror movie and I also think his movie um, In the Mouth of Madness is superb and I think people should give that movie more of a chance. And then I also think Christine, I know a lot of people don't like that movie, but I think Christine is a great, great horror movie. And I think he adapted that um, novel very well. And I think that anyone that can make a car seem terrifying like that, he's a genius. So yeah, and his mute and his scores are always extremely great. I mean, come on the Halloween score. Everybody loves that score. So, yeah, so those are a few of mine. Um, So I want to turn now to writers and see if there are any other screenwriters or novelists or anyone, anyone wants to give a quick shout out to Aaron. Do you have any? One of my favorite writers um, is primarily a graphic novelist, but he's a lot of his work has been turned into movies and TV shows is Greg Rucka. Um, Most recently, The Old Guard on Netflix. Um, that was based on his graphic novel. Um, I think that's an amazing movie. I just loved it. Um, he also um, wrote Stumptown, which I believe is on ABC. Um, that was also based on one of his books. Um, the movie Whiteout, you guys remember that from like 10 years ago with Kate Beckinsale? I think that was based on one of his. Um, that What really got me into him is um, Lazarus is... Um, a series that he, I don't think he writes it anymore. Um, He does a lot of work for DC and Marvel, and I think he got caught up busy with that stuff. But Lazarus um, is just a really amazing thing. And the rights, I think, got bought to make it a TV show like years ago. And I've just been waiting and waiting and waiting because I think it would be amazing. 
Um, so I think a lot of his stuff really translates well into movies and TVs and he's just a really fantastic writer. Um, yeah, I'll leave it there. Awesome. Thank you. And then Melissa, do you have any authors or anyone you want to give a shout out to? No, not really. I'm like, I really don't pay attention to a lot of like screenwriters and I feel really bad about that because it's like obviously they they are the ones who make the make the movie initially happen with their script. But yeah, I think it's something that I'm going to pay more attention to because I realize <laughs> that I don't really have any. And I feel like I should because I have a lot of favorite movies and obviously <laughs> the movies happen with the script. So yeah, definitely something I'm going to pay more attention to. Yeah, that's that's the way that... Um screenwriters are treated on the set (laughs) (laughs) no it's true honestly like a writer unless they are a director or producer has so little say in a movie after it's in television it's different but uh the screenwriter has so little say once their um screenplay is bought it's basically like okay bye-bye bye-bye i mean there is that great um scene and i think it's in being john malkovich where um, the screenwriters there and they're kind of like, who are you? Uh, yeah, you're not supposed to be here kind of thing. It's, and it's true. It's if you, um, you know, I'm a screenwriter, but if you get lucky enough to get your movie bought, you're, you know, that's kind of the end for you. It's basically, you have created this child, you've given birth to it and you, you're giving it to somebody else to raise is the best way. To put it. <laughs> so it's very, it's, it's, very rare that a screenwriter is really known i mean they are known like william goldman is the one that a lot of people know um he's said to a lot of people think he's the best screenwriter that ever existed um but yeah that's it's a very 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 common thing that people forget about the screenwriter (laughs) in all aspects (laughs) but if it's not on the page it's not on the stage so you know hey Um, are there any uh, book writers that you want to give a shout out to, Melissa? I have a specific book that I'm like really <laughs> that I really love. Um, I'm I don't know. I tend to like really focus on like one thing, and like yeah. that's why. And then I like everything about that. Um, but my most favorite book of all time is Jane Eyre. So obsessed with it. Um. I love the movie. Well, the one that was on BBC in 2006, because that was the most accurate to the book. Um, there was a couple that I tried to watch. It I was like really mad because I was like, that's nothing like the book. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I think that's probably one of my my like that's probably the top book of my like entire existence is Jane Eyre. I don't know why, but I just love it so much. <laughs> yeah. Cool. And then Sasha, do you have any writers you want to give a shout out to? So I, this, I would go with um, Stephen King just because of the movies that have been made based off of his books. Um, you mentioned, you know, Christine, you've already mentioned Dr. Sleep, but I, I think Stephen King writes books that jump to the screen or can be adapted really well. Um, so, and I used to be a huge King fan when I was younger, like huge, and I've kind of gotten away from him. Um, another one, uh, Joe Hill, so still Stephen King, <laughs> kind of 
by proxy, um, did the graphic novel Lock and Key. And that got adapted uh, to the series that's on Netflix right now. And that one is really well done. Uh, The graphic novel, of course, is way better and beautiful. But um, as far as writers that have been adapted well, I think those guys I would definitely throw out. Um, Maybe Neil Gaiman for, like, Stardust and some of the other things that he's done. Uh, His stuff gets adapted. So I think those are the only ones that I'd really mention. And again, if, like Melissa, I would not be able to name a single screenwriter and that's terrible i feel (laughs) this podcast is making me feel horrible no don't i'm not paying enough attention to female directors or actresses and giving them their due i couldn't name a single screenwriter unless they are like they wrote and directed the movie you know but even then it's it's men and it's terrible i need to pay more attention to our our women that are in the field and give them their due. I, you know, <laughs> they earned it. Yeah. I mean, it's, and that's, I, and I don't think we should feel bad about it. It's just something to really recognize because we're all doing it. It's not like, you know, just one of us is, it's just something that happens as people don't pay attention as much to it. I mean, old, the old guard was mentioned and I want to say, you know, Gina Prince Bythewood is the director on that. And she was the first, um, black woman to direct a superhero movie, um, you know, and she, and so it's, it's this thing where it's, it's this problem where we don't have as much representation. I mean, there are writers and directors out there that are female, but you know, they're not talked about as much. It's a problem that people are, that we're trying to correct. Um, yeah. And I mean, I think it's, it's something that we all, I don't even think we're even conscious of it most of the time, unless we're sitting here talking about it and then we go, wait a minute. <laughs> Do you We're think doing... it goes? Do you think it goes back to when women would use male pen names so that they would get published? Like, is it just that all over again, and we can't break that cycle? I mean, it, I I think that's part of it. Um, I think it's. I think as far as like in the film industry and television industry, um, I think for that, it's it's people do. I think automatically think that those behind the scenes roles are made for men. It's, it's kind of like um, to equate it to, you know, there are quote unquote male jobs. And I think people still think of those as quote unquote male jobs. Um, You know, I mean, I've, I've heard from female directors that they'll be behind the scenes and they'll be, um, you know, talking and giving directions and they've had like assistant directors try and take over male assistant directors. And they're like, Hey, I'm the director here. So it's this, it's this thing of like, it's just attitudes need to change. And it's still a problem today. I think, Um, you know, it's just, it's yeah. And especially uh, women of color behind the scenes, that's a whole other thing that also, you know, needs to change and get better too. So it's just, I mean, I don't know if everybody saw that the Academy is changing um, their criteria for a movie to be considered. There has to be more representation in front of and or behind the screen and the reaction 
that came out about that, the the backlash that the Academy got over that, it just goes to show you how deep-seated that is and how people are like, well, it shouldn't be judged by that. And we were like, well, if you're not going to give people a chance, we have to do it this way. You know, we have to make rules if you're not going to give people a chance. So, yeah. Yeah, I just think, yeah, it's just... It's 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 a really 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 deep seated thing I think that goes um, uh, it goes back years and decades and I I don't you know I think the only way to really um, start to change it is of course make those rules in place be committed to make that change especially the higher ups and studios and stuff and and for us it's recognizing like today we're recognizing that the people we are listing are predominantly men and predominantly white men at that so you know i mean like i think there's only been a couple of people that haven't been white that we have mentioned on this podcast too so it's also recognizing that in ourselves and it's not i'm not saying we need to beat ourselves up about it but just to recognize that and, you know, go, okay, well, maybe what, what can I do to help this? That kind of thing. So, yeah. Well, I'll give, I'll give quickly um, some um, female, I, I mentioned Gina Prince-Bythewood, of course. Um, I want to say, just because the movie that these, I just want to give a shout out to the movie American Psycho, which we're going to cover next year. Because I'm not talking about the book here, because the novel we could get into a whole episode about brett easton ellis but um it was adapted by guinevere turner and mary heron so two women and mary heron of course directed it and you know we'll get into the whole thing about how oliver stone was then asked to take over and all this stuff and how horror i mean oh my god i can't imagine that movie directed by him um but i think that's why i think american psycho is so good because it was adapted by women and directed by women and they got to the heart of the misogyny that really that I think that story is supposed to be calling out um and so I'll, I'll give a quick shout out to them um just to give to put some women more into this um and then uh there's a writer director Nicole Hoff Hoff Center Senior who I haven't liked some of her movies, but she's a real indie person. One of her movies that I love is Walking and Talking with um, Catherine Keener is in it. She's worked a lot with Catherine Keener, and she does a lot of, you know, very uh, mumble cores, what they're called. Those kind of movies, so you can look up what that is. But, yeah, she does a lot of indie movies. Um, of course, Patty Jenkins, you know, who did Wonder Woman, to give a shout-out to her. So I think, I think she's great as well. Um, and then for authors, going back to men here <laughs> really quickly, um, I always think it's between Stephen King and D- Dean Koontz for people. Um, for me, it's always been Dean Koontz. I've always liked Dean Koontz more. Um, I think his Odd Thomas series is just absolutely excellent. I think the character of Odd Thomas is one of the best characters ever created in literary fiction. Um, I also love his Christopher Snow series of books, Fear Nothing and Seize the Night. Those were really great. And he was supposed to do a third one that's been in the works for years and years. I don't know if that will ever happen. Um, But I like his books um, because I I think they can be very terrifying. He creates some of the most terrifying villains ever. The adaptations of his books, though, have been uh, not very good for the most part. Um, unfortunately there was an odd Thomas movie that came out. I think it's still available on Netflix. And I thought Anton Yelkin was, I thought he was good at playing odd Thomas, 
but the movie was too focused on being kind of more like a comic book, which didn't make sense to me, and more of a comedy. Even though there's comedic beats in all of his books, it just, I think, took away from something there. Um, but he's he's another one that I that I really love. And I wish Odd Thomas had been adopted into a series. I think that would have been the right way to do that one and to do justice for it. But another thing I love about him is in a lot of his books, he includes dogs. And he just, he loves dogs. And I love when he includes dogs in his stories because it's always very special. And the dogs always play a very special role in, in the books. So, yeah, I'll give a shout out to him. Um. Okay, well, yeah, I, th- I think this has been an interesting conversation <laughs> as far as learning, you know, about how we need more women. Um, okay, well, we'll go up, we'll go around and have everybody close out just saying where they can be found. Um, if you have anything to plug that you want to plug, start with you, Erin. Um, I don't think I'm plugging anything this week, but now I feel like I should. Uh, <laughs> plug my Instagram because that's the only social media that I use. <laughs> I'm at geek and so that's what I do. I geek and I sew things. So that's it. Awesome. Thank you. And then Melissa. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Rob's Old Pal and my photo Twitter is Old Pal Photo. Wonderful. Thank you. And then Sasha, do you want to be found this time? Nope, I'm remaining incognito. I'll okay. let you know when that changes. So okay, mysterious. Cool. Yeah, and Sasha is going to be on quite a few episodes moving forward. She's going to be on a lot of them. So, yeah, so so maybe on one of those she'll surprise us. Maybe. <laughs> going to have to be a good one to surprise y'all with. <laughs> Come out of left field. <laughs> And you can follow me on Twitter at EAprilBeauty. The E and the A and the B are capitalized. Be sure to like the show on Facebook at Facebook.com slash It's a Fandom Thing Pod. On Twitter at Fandom Thing Pod. No, it's on that one. On Instagram at It's a Fandom Thing Pod. If you have any feedback, if you have any people you want to call out that are some of your favorites, feel free to email us at It's a Fandom Thing Pod at gmail.com. And on our next episode, the main episode for this week, we're going to be talking about the television show Xena, which turned 25 this year. So, yeah, so it's a it's a really good conversation. Uh, we also have on there the creator of the Xenite retreat. So, yeah, which I wasn't as familiar with this show. So it was, it was really interesting one. So look for that one to drop in a couple of days. So until next time, remember, it's a fandom thing and Black Lives Matter. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.